When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Scaredy Chat, a podcast where We talk about all of your childhood fears, plus some things that are scaring you today. My name is Caitlin Riley. And I'm Monica Siriaki. And this week on the podcast, we have the amazing comedian, writer, Katie Marovich. You may know her from College Humor, which is where I became a big fan of hers. So I am honestly so excited. She doesn't know how big of a fan I have been of hers for like a decade now. So I am thrilled to hear about the spooky things that she's afraid of and also what uh, is terrifying her right now. So I'm, I'm thrilled. But Monica, let's talk, let's talk about some myths that we heard growing up because we've talked a lot about movies and TV shows and stuff that have scared us, but we haven't really talked about like the classics. And by the classics, I mean the original scary stories, Ooh. but you have one. You have one to discuss, and I I would love to hear about it. Yes. So, you know, I kind of forgot about this one for a while, and I was talking to somebody this week who brought it up, and I was like, oh, my God, I used to be so scared of that, and I had, like, absolutely, absolutely, completely forgotten about it, and it's the myth of the chupacabra, or, like, the animal, you know, that lurks around farms and will kill like goats and chickens and cows even by like sucking out their insides so like all that's left is just like a bag of skin (laughs) that's so gross monica why what okay tell me about the origins of the chupacabra god i'm not gonna say it say it again chupacabra but you don't have to roll the r you can just say chupacabra i'm so bad i chupacabra chupacabra Chupacabra. That's it. Chupacabra. If I say it a billion times, is it going to like pop out of the mirror though? Uh, Like, should I not have done that? Fortunately, I don't think it's that kind of monster. It already has a lot going on in other ways. Okay, cool. It's already going to rip my insides out. So I don't need to like summon it. Exactly. To do so. It'll just tackle you like Cujo and just rip you apart. But yeah, well, you know, my, uh, I have a Puerto Rican uncle and uh, because of that, you know, some lovely uh, half Dominican, half Puerto Rican cousins who I spent a lot of time with growing up. We spent a lot of time in each other's houses and he loved to scare us. So that was one thing. Second thing, he's full of stories 
and instances that I have not forgotten. The tale of the chupacabra is one of them. He would talk about how, like, when he was little, the chickens and the goats and the blah, blah, blah in his village, they would come out, not village, he is in a town, would come out, and, like, they would all come outside, and the animals would be dead, and there'd be nothing but a speck of skin left on the ground. And I'd be like, what? What does that? And it's, a chupacabra is like a dog. And the reason that I thought about it recently, well, first I was so scared that like a rabid dog-like thing was going to just appear and kill us by sucking out our insides. As, as one does, yeah. Yes, sounds extremely messy. But somebody, I don't remember who I was talking to. They're going to listen to this and be like, it was me, you dumbass. Like, it, we were just talking about this. But they were like, did you know that chupacabras are real? Excuse me, what? Yeah. Why do you mean? No, they're not. No, I refuse. And no, I, yeah. they're not. And I was like, no, they're not. And this person was like, yeah, they, they're real. They're real animals that exist in Puerto Rico. And I was like, that's absolutely not true. And then I was like, but is it? So I started reading a little bit more about it. And they're no, it's not that they're true. It's just that people figured out what people thought they were. Right. Like it was like a specific type of that like bear or something exactly kind of a thing. so so what is it what is it actually they think that they really are just like feral dogs or coyotes that also have this uh disease that's very common in wild animals where they lose all their fur and their skin is kind of made of like open wounds unfortunately okay so it's like a sad dog story actually yeah. that's what this has turned into yeah. Wow. And that that thing absolutely does exist. You know, like the coyote who's lost all his fur and has like open skin. And that is more or less, most likely what became the chupacabra myth. Maybe chupacabras really are just dogs, but I'm still not totally convinced. And my uncle would tell you that if you're bad, it's going to appear and eat you. So let's go with that. Let's be good girls and not fuck with coyotes either. Okay, guys, today on Scaredy Chat, we have the amazing and hilarious Katie Marovich. She is a writer, director, actor, comedian, performer. Her short film, Waffle, is currently making the festival rounds. I believe it was out South by Southwest. Am I... Very exciting. Um, Huge, huge festival, as we know. But today we have her on the podcast talking about all of her childhood fears and also some other fun fears as well. So, Katie, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, of course. We're excited to have you. When we heard that you agreed, we were like, really? Oh, cool. (laughs) No, this is great. This is like... um, like one of my favorite topics. I love scary things. So yeah, this is like, I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) I mean, your short is like a perfect combination of funny and scary and then like scarier than you realized, you know? Yes, that's okay. That is exactly what I was going for. I love that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love like the comedy with something else. Like as I... um, as I like get older, I guess, is kind of what I'm going for. So I used to just be like comedy. And now I'm like, ooh, I just also want to scare people. Um, so that's what I'm doing. Yes. Kay- 
Katie, for those at home who do not know um, what your short is about, can you give like a a very brief description as to not give the whole thing away, I guess, but. Yes, totally. Um, So Waffle is a short film that my friend Carrie Barker and I made together. And it's about um, an heiress who has a service for renting a friend. Um, And as the night goes on, uh, things get a little scarier. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's mostly, it's a good time. It's mostly funny, (laughs) but yeah. And it it does weirdly truly revolve around uh, the complications of a waffle so yes it does yeah well that's a very enticing description thank you love that <laughs> yes katie i also have a short that's kind of floating around and i hope they cross paths and play at the same festival sometime that would be really um, fun what short i would love to hear about it Ooh, we it's... can also talk after if, if i'm <laughs> like taking over your podcast no no um <laughs> it's called la Guapa siempre it's about a dominican myth uh, kind of like the Dominican version of the mermaid and oh. uh, a girl realizing she's one of them. So Katie, you sent us a um, a description of your childhood fear and it is so common. We get this fear all the time, but I'm curious why this particular fear resonated with you and why you wanted to talk about it. So we'll just let you have the floor to discuss. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I have this very vivid memory of being, I had to have been two years old, maybe three years old. And my oldest brother was having a sleepover for his birthday. And they were all in, okay, so I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Chicago. So we, you know, basements are a big thing, (laughs) like unfinished basements with like multiple refrigerators and just like boxes of chips and stuff. Um, Anyway, so that's that's the basement that I'm talking about. And I have a very vivid memory of them, like all these probably like if I was like two or three, then he would have been my oldest brother would have been like eight. So like all these eight year old boys watching the scary movie It. Um, And I remember like standing behind my mom's leg and like peeking out and watching it also. And it just like scaring the shit out of me. Um, And ever since then, I've been like weirdly afraid of basements. Um, So my fear is, is basements, not clowns or anything else. It's like literally basements. But you said that's common, so I feel um, relieved. (laughs) Well, you know what's funny is the fear of it is common. We have not heard the fear of basements yet. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Well, yeah. Okay. But basements, so I think I just so strongly associate the movie that like terrified me with my basement that I, so I still like whenever I'm in a basement, by myself, like if I have to go home and I'm like getting a drink from the basement refrigerator, I like straight up sprint up those stairs back to the main floor. Um, yeah, I don't do well in basements. But, um, so they're important. The basement is so important, but it is, uh, if I'm alone, I'm like terrified the entire time. It's a real phobia. Basements are creepy. Like, we also had a semi-finished basement that we hung out in. And I realize now my dad may have been doomsday prepping because there was a lot of canned food down there. Oh, (laughs) awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But it was still creepy when when you're down there by yourself. And 
I remember with our basement, the walls were like the cinder block, you know? Um, and I used to think that they were moving because of the way light and shadows bounce off of them in a very specific way. So I used to think the walls moved in our basement. <laughs> That's awesome. We had like a bunch of weird little doors that were just like very small closets in our basement. <laughs> and when we moved to our house, I remember I had like a very vivid imagination as a little kid. And I remember in like elementary school, what like my new elementary school trying to like impress the my new classmates by being like, this is so crazy, guys. But I found like a secret passageway in my basement. Um, and and then I had like, I made friends with those people, obviously. And they like came over and all of these little girls were like, where is it? We want to see it. And I was like, oh, fuck, I totally lied. So I ended up like pretending I was like, this is it. And I like showed them just one of the closets. It was really uh, <laughs> super lame. Um, but yeah, so that's the kind of kid I was, afraid of basements and a huge liar. <laughs> yes. I was I was also kind of a liar. Like it wasn't I think I believed all my lies. Really? You know, yeah. Like I I think I did the same thing with the secret door in the basement, but we did have like crawl spaces and stuff like oh. that. So I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's like a secret. But it's like, no, it's like it was very much in the architecture of the house. Like it yeah. is on the, the blueprints. Like you can find it. But Yeah, your I, parents knew about it. Right. Yeah. Everyone was aware there is like bikes and stuff in there and suitcases <laughs> from the trips. Like, yeah, it's not a secret. But I do think there was something really fun and exciting about like little doors when you're a kid or like, ooh, mysterious closets because – you just your imagination goes wild. I mean, how, oh, yeah, totally. how many you know? movies start that way? You know, exactly. like the kids find a hidden door. Like that's prime for kid imagination. Oh yeah, totally. So we have a friend, Krista. Shout out to Krista. I've probably brought this up, and she always says like she can't watch supernatural things, but like serial killer things, all good. Like we can go take her to see like a Saw movie, which is what we did. Um, and she's fine, but, you know, the conjuring would be like, no, thank you. But I think I'm kind of more in your camp where the more it seems realistic to me, the the more afraid of it I am. Like, I, I don't really get too freaked out about ghosts and demons and possession within reason. So... Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I, 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 there are always exceptions for me, but like, yeah, in general, like I can watch a really scary movie and sleep fine that night, but, oh, did, did you two see Prisoners, that movie? I love Prisoners. I Monica, Monica. You have to see it. It's I really think you would good, love but it. so that really messed with me. Yes, but, well, mm, I don't want to spoil that movie nah, to market. Do it, do it. Uh, Monica, I'll, still, I'll still watch it. I'll still okay. watch it. You have to watch it. I, I, I can't believe I haven't. I can't believe we haven't talked about this movie. I feel like we've talked about so many movies. And why have we talked about prisoners? Yeah, but basically the film is about two little girls get abducted. Spoilers for prisoners. And then it's kind of about the dads seeking revenge on the people and the person that they thought abducted them. And it ends up being more complicated. But at the end of the film, it it mostly ends well. And I yeah. think that because that movie ends well, that movie doesn't freak me out at all. Like, yeah. overall, everything is okay, I think. That was my interpretation. Yeah. But it's really about the movies that end, like, with that horrific, like, 
Like, I think that's why the ring really freaked me out, because at the end of the movie, even though that is supernatural, at the end of the movie, oh, you thought it was safe. It's not safe. So, you know, like if in Taken, they didn't get the girl back, would have really stuck with me for a while. Well, that dumb dumb gets abducted again anyway. So, like, what's even the, you know, like she gets taken again. Her mom gets taken what is with this family? Like, just keep track of yourselves. It, I don't track. understand. You think they'd have like mace on them or it's something? It's very silly. Like, you, no one should be taken that many times. No, it's like as equipped as Liam Neeson is to find them. They are that inept in becoming taken. Yeah. Do you think it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, someone is just going to handle it. So it's like if you go on a trip with a friend who, you know, has like the itineraries and like all the travel documents and stuff, you don't need to worry about it. So I feel like that's what the girl is thinking. She's like, I don't I don't need to worry. My dad, he figured it out last time. He's going to do it again. We don't need to be overly cautious. I'm going to still go dancing in Ibiza or whatever it is that she does in the second film. (laughs) That's very possible. Yeah, I I roll. The first one I was like, oh yeah, this is this has legs. This could happen. And then the other two, I'm like, no. <laughs> They're fun movies. They're they very fun. Do you have a list of scary movies that like you absolutely cannot watch again? Because they freaked you out so much. Even if they're not scary movies, like horror movies, but like yeah. a list of movies, you're like, no, no. You you know what else really bothered me was seven. I love that movie. Good one. Fantastic movie, but like specifically the the sex workers death really, really got to me in in like a way that is was not fun and I won't watch it again. Um, So there was that. And then, uh, oh, there's got to be other movies. There is. I do think everyone has that list. You know, of oh, like, for sure. Whew, I, I don't even know how I accidentally saw this and I won't watch it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I really will see like just about any movie, um, at, at least like, you know, once. And they're sometimes they're bad and you'll never go back. But it's I, I it's still fun to watch. Even like some sometimes like the worst horror movies are the most fun. Yes. What is one that you've seen that you were like, that scared the shit out of me, but I enjoyed it? Oh, um, I don't even know. I uh, it's uh, I'm drawing a blank. Well, if you there watch, a, a, if you watch a, a lot of them, you know, that's fair because there's so many swirling around in your brain. Yeah, totally. We have want to ask my husband's right here. I'm going to oh, yeah. ask him about this one that I do want to talk. Phone what, a friend. What, what was that one movie, that 80s movie where they were? The family that was like having sex with one another. There were aliens. Do you remember? Society. Oh. oh my God. The society. Have you seen society? So, okay. So I am one of those people who, if I haven't seen a movie, I Wikipedia it. Yeah. If it's an older, if it's an older movie that I know I, you know, I could have been spoiled from naturally. Yeah, so totally. the society, I was reading the Wikipedia page and I was like, I need to put this on my list because what the hell is happening in this film? I can't believe I've never seen it. Do you know it, Monica? Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, but I'm missing most of the plot. So, Katie, can you break it down really quick? Okay, so so what a theme that I love is like the difference societal, just kind of 
status is and how gross that is and like how gross rich people are. It's just yes. so like Waffle, my short film had this kind of, you know, it was, it was talking about status and um, just power dynamics because someone has money and someone doesn't and the problems associated with that. And I feel like society does a really good job because it's like not only are um, – you know, rich people given all this privilege, but also they're like a whole different species. Um, and it's just really fun. And it gets like a little fucked up with like the family, maybe like having an orgy together. Like it, it's great. It's really creepy, really weird. A lot of like eating of, of people's bodies and they're like melting, like really good visuals. You just gotta watch it. For sure. That was a good I sell. did a terrible job. Did I did I do an no, okay job? I was, I was like, like I, I want to watch this. <laughs> yeah, you described it how the Wikipedia page described it pretty much, but oh, you know, in more graphic details, I guess. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, no. It's a really it's a really twisted film from what I read about it. But yes. I, I I think you know it's funny, I feel like you're either a person who can handle gore or you're a person who can absolutely not handle gore. Which one are you? Are you like Give it, like, all the gore, like, bring it on. I mean, you watched Seven, and Seven stayed with you. That's a pretty gory film in some ways, I guess. But what, yeah, what do you think? What's your opinion? I'm usually fine with gore. Um, I have friends who are straight up, like, I have to close my eyes during this scene. and But no, gore doesn't bother me. Oh, you know, um... Like, Midsummer. How do you guys say it? Midsummer? Midsummer. I say Midsummer. Okay, I I have a friend who says Midsommar, and well, I was like, all good right. good for them. Good for them. <laughs> I think about this all the time, and I was actually thinking about it today because there are people who insist it's Midsommar, and I'm like, it just uh, – I don't think so. This is going to be – I don't think it is. Maybe this is culturally insensitive, but one, I don't think it is, and two, if it is, I actually really don't care, like in this instance. <laughs> Midsummer. We'll we'll just call it Midsummer. So that movie um obviously has a lot of gore and yeah, it was fine with it. I, I feel like I can think of all these examples of me being like, "Oh yeah, I'm totally cool with it." And then some examples where I'm like, "That was disgusting." <laughs> and I did not like that. Um so maybe I'm somewhere in between, but I think typically I don't mind it um and I'm like, "Yeah, totally fine with it." I think I tend to be more on that side where I'm like, yeah, bring it on. It's fine. I also think there's something kind of like just ingrained in us that the places that we go the least in our house alone are the places we should be most afraid of, even if it's like within our house. I was just telling my husband, who was my fiance last episode – now that is oh different to everyone. Wait, you got married? I did. I did get married. Congrats. I promise. I promise this wasn't like a thank you, everyone. Yay, <laughs> kind of a moment. But I just realized it was I couldn't say fiance, so I had to make a note. But anyway, I was just telling <laughs> I was just telling Ian that I used to be kind of afraid of going into my grandparents upstairs. Oh. Um, because we were gonna stay there when I was back east. Um, but I was like, yeah, it's funny. It's like, it's not scary and it's not a basement, but I was really afraid because I felt like whenever I was at my grandparents' house, like we just would never go up there. And there was something kind of spooky about it because it was always like the unknown, even though, I mean, it was just like, it felt very far away from the rest of the house also. Like I felt like people couldn't hear me up there if I was calling for them. It was a very lovely setup, but you know, it's just like very cute 
you know, aesthetically pleasing space. But I think that's part of it too. Not to put like words in your mouth. <laughs> no, that's that's definitely a part of it. Because I, even though I would spend time there with like friends and stuff, I, that was like once a week or something. Like it didn't happen often. And then otherwise I was only going down there to like get food or something. And that was like very infrequent. So it'd be like my mom would be like, get the chicken out of the freezer. And I'd have to like run down there and then sprint as fast as I could upstairs. And that was it. <laughs> yes. I remember like eating shit trying to, cause I was trying so hard to scramble out of the basement, you know, that I would just like fall and hit my face. Oh like, yeah. All the time. Totally. All the time. <laughs> and then your mom's like, why are you running? It's like, cause I can't be down here anymore. Yes, obviously, it is scary. <laughs> I feel like we can move on to our game. Yeah, I, I, think, feel it's, like. I think it's time to yes. play play a game. It's time to play Chiller Chilling. Let's do it. All right, Caitlin, sling out this first uh, Chiller Chilling option. Okay, amazing. So just so we can explain the rules, because it does you know, get a little confusing, Um, If you're going to do something or if you're okay doing it, you feel mostly comfortable, more than 50% comfortable, I would say, that's chill. If you're like, nope, don't think I'm going to do it, chilling. Too chilling for you. No, thank you. Um, And we never really talk about this, but there's no reason why you have to say yes or no. You're not going to lose money or gain money from this. But really, just how brave are you is is the point of the game. Okay. So the first one is go to the circus. Chill or chilling? Chill. Mm, you thought about that okay. for a second. What's your reasoning? All right. So the reason I thought about it is I don't like the how they treat animals. If they, It's a circus with animals. But then I was like, there's like Cirque du Soleil and stuff, and they don't have animals, I don't think. So, yeah, I would definitely go there. I'm totally with you. The circus, the treatment of circus animals is very upsetting. Um, But if it is a human circus, you know, where they treat the humans, I don't care how. Yeah, uh, I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't care less. Let's go. Let me eat some popcorn. It's going to be great. Yeah. Okay. We'll move on to the next one. Uh, Spending a night in a graveyard. Chill or chilling? Chilling. (laughs) I would not do that. Who would do that? What if you're with friends? So this is when we play the game of what would it take? What if you were with friends? Would you do it like, hey, we're Katie, it's my birthday. We're all going to the graveyard. It's going to be a fun game night in the graveyard. With friends, I would probably do it because that could be really fun. Um, And then I just remembered, like, I go to those Hollywood Forever Cemetery um, screenings and, like, that's in a graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm halfway there. I'm halfway there. I just got to stay a little bit longer. (laughs) I've done it. (laughs) Have you guys heard of this? There's a thing in L.A. I don't think it's happening right now, but around Halloween time, it's a camp out. It's like a... It's almost like a haunted house camp out, but basically you buy a ticket and you stay in a tent overnight, but it's like they're scare actors and they come around. It's in Griffith Park, I believe. Um, and they can like scare you like all night. No, nope. the whole I, night. That's a hard no. no. That's a hard no. It's like $300. Anything so. with someone touching me is a hard no. I don't want to ever be touched ever. <laughs> But like not in a haunted house. I would never pay. There's there are those haunted houses where people like 
basically can like grab you, like you sign a waiver so they're allowed to do whatever they want. No, hard no, would never do that. I dragged Monica to that exact yeah. thing. We did the one you're yeah. describing and uh, it was awful. Did you, you make it through? It. Did you make it all the way through? No, actually, yeah. I had to skip one oh, stunt. But okay. I have back issues, and the one was like, "You're gonna fall through the floor," and I was like, "I'm not doing that one." <laughs> I did. I forgot. Yeah, that was probably not. Yeah, you couldn't have done that one. But but you made it through. Yeah, it wasn't I like it. you were. I didn't, I didn't puss out. Yeah. I finished it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> right. You were just like, I can't break my back. Like that's expensive. Like yeah, I'm not gonna that, do that. that. Makes sense. You can. Without lying, you can say you finished it. Thank I, you. I let me just tell you, <laughs> you, you did it. But the thought of camp one camping is already such a thing. But like yes. all night, people can approach you. No, I, I want to do it. Of course, you. I don't know do about. It. I don't know if I'm going to do it now, but I kind of want to do no. it. No, like you know. Okay, this is me watching too much Criminal Minds, but some sicko is going to be like, ooh, let's really kill some people because they're not going to yes. be expecting it. I, of course, oh, I think that every for time. Sure. But yeah. Yeah, I'm there's going to be some like creepy person working it. Or, I don't know. Monica, you're so lucky that my birthday is not in October because if it was, you know that I would be like, it's for my birthday. Yeah. Thank, Come on, guys. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. I, I, I had a creepy bachelorette party. <gasps> really? I did because I I'm a little creep. Which I, I love think, that. I think Caitlin, you might also be a little creep. Just from be. from what you just said. <laughs> um, but my bachelorette party was we did like a death tour of LA, um, <gasps> and everyone had to dress as a teen goth girl. Um, and so for me, it was really fun. But I remember at a certain point, like looking around and he, where the tour guide was like, and someone was shot here and like, blah, blah, blah. And then looking around at my friends and I was like, oh, I'm the only one into this. Like oh, everyone else is hating this. Um, so that was my bachelorette party. <laughs> that <laughs> I haven't had a bachelorette party yet. I'm going to need this information. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. Like, I will. I would like this info. Please email me. <laughs> I will. Uh, this is That's a so fun. this is a beautiful insight into your mind. I love it. <laughs> I my fun. favorite. Oh, my favorite thing is just you looking around and being so enthusiastic about like whatever like cult murder happened here, and you're like, "Is this fun, guys?" And everyone's like, mm. "Yeah, like, the bride, it's fine." And drinking on the bus on the bus, I imagine it's We're like here a double for decker. You. <laughs> Yes. yes. Yeah. That's yeah. literally how it was. <laughs> Do you remember like one landmark crime that was covered on your tour? Yes. That, there was a fascinating one, which was like Ashton Kutcher went to pick up a date and there was what he thought was like red wine spilled and she wasn't picking up. Um, so he ended up leaving, but she had literally just been murdered. It it was yeah. wild. And he, like, I think recently it made the news again, like, maybe a couple years ago because he had to, like, testify about it. But, yeah, it's just, like, L.A. has such crazy, like, yeah, they're, like, kind of, like, cult deaths and, like, Sharon Tate level, like, just weird celebrity deaths and being involved. With, it's It's really fascinating, but it is horrible. 
And the museum that you go in beforehand has like the car that Jane's Jane Mansfield died in and oh, wow. really just creepy and yeah, it was really fascinating and um yeah, it, it was a perfect bachelorette party. <laughs> I love was that. It? So there's like a level of interest with true crime things that I think like a lot of women have specifically. And then there's like, oh, like I'm not actually, this is like just sad, like not entertaining, just like, oof, we're just watching people who have been tortured and that's not fun and that's not um, something that I want to watch. Yeah, it's like, I, I need the yeah. backstory of she was walking yes. home alone and he had been spotted in the, like, I need that. I don't just want to see something bad happening to a person I don't know. Yes, yes, because that's like sick and not what I want, but I want the backstory. And I, I, I don't know why, but I feel like a lot of women like are really into that also. I think there's some sort of like self-preservation idea with it. I don't know if you guys ever feel like this way where it's like, if I if I can think about all the outcomes, they're not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I'm like, if I can mentally prepare, even though I'm not actually preparing in any way to avoid things like, oh, it's going to not happen to me because I've already thought of the worst thing that can happen. Yeah, I think totally. That I think is something with true crime where it's like, you want to know that these things happen, but you also want to be mentally prepared or something. Though I think that you there's no mental preparation if something like mm-hmm. really bad happens to you. Yeah. It's just not how your body works. Um, of course, you can prepare to like fight back in certain ways, yeah. I guess, which is important. But yeah, I agree about the Museum of Death. Like I, I found like a lot of the cult things really interesting, for example. Yes. Like mm-hmm. that felt like I was reading about something – that happened and it was historical but then like I don't need to see like a car accident photo no not at all I don't need you to know? see a beheading I don't need to see any of that like yeah I want to hear the story and I want to hear about the people I don't need to just like watch it Ew. yeah <laughs> Gross. it's like un- it's unmotivated gore you know that'd be a bad yeah. movie you know it would be a bad movie if that's all you saw well we're smart Look at the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, you want to throw out our next one? Yeah. Sure. Okay, so this is controversial, but eating crickets. They do have them at places in LA. Chilling. Okay, good. Would I would not do that. Okay, good. We don't, we don't <laughs> need to eat bugs yet. We're not on Snowpiercer yet. We're eventually going to get there. Climate change is going to take us all there, but yes. we're not there yet. So I think we should just wait it out. Yeah, we should. I agree. Yeah, let's savor the days of not being forced to eat bugs that we have left. Yes. That's how I feel. Katie, that is our last question. Yeah, and you know, it's been really fun to chat with you and find out that you are indeed a little creep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is so much fun. I'm sorry if I um, was weird and made anyone uncomfortable. That's what we want. Thank you. That's what we (laughs) want. Okay, good. All right. Thank you for saying it. We were all very uncomfortable, (laughs) clearly. So (laughs) thank you for the apology. We all needed it. No, you're amazing. This was so fun. Uh, It was so fun hearing about um, all your fears, but also so exciting about your short film. Do you have anything else that you just want to plug or talk about um, before we send you off on your creepy way? Um, Yeah. I have two other shorts that will be coming out. Um maybe 
maybe next year. Um, yes. And so if you follow me on social media, you will hear all about them, I'm sure. I'm at Katie Mirovich on everything. And I'm on TikTok now. Um, and uh, I don't get it, but whatever, you can follow me there. And then Instagram and Twitter. Hell and yeah. That's it. And if you are so fortunate, make sure you catch the waffle. It is uh, required reading for the next two shorts. Yes. Oh, thank Watching. you. Watching. <laughs> I don't yeah, know why I said reading, about- <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> you're like, I didn't write a book. I was what? like, wait, I no, it's I'm definitely not an you have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's required viewing before the next two. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. Well, Katie, you're super fun. And maybe Caitlin will just keep bugging you about this haunted camping trip that we might find ourselves on. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Scaredy Chat. We hope you were a little scared and maybe a little relieved about your fears. And if you're having fun listening to this podcast, please rate and review and subscribe so you never miss it and you're ready with us every week. And hey, make sure you follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at scaredychat underscore podcast. And maybe you have a fear and you're wondering if other people are afraid of it too? Well, we probably are, but you should email us your fears at story at scaredychatpod.com and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Till next time, scaredy cats. Bye. Security Chat was developed and hosted by Caitlin Riley and Monica Moore Suryagi. Produced by Jeff Swimmer. Editing and sound design by Fitz Harris. Theme music by Eric Fashingbauer with samples by Jeff Zahn and Jack Lenz. And Gail Gilman is the executive producer. <laughs> <laughs>